More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Um, Going to talk here in a little bit. We're scheduled to be joined by Missouri Senator uh, Eric Schmidt to talk about the explosive hearings going on surrounding uh, everything relating to Twitter. And this is important, and I did a really big deep dive with Miranda Devine of the New York Post. You can find it in the podcast and uh I, it's podcast exclusive long form interview with miranda divine discussing the new york post and everything about the censorship surrounding the hunter biden laptop story uh and, and i think it's super important because it's easy to get lost in all of the details and not recognize the essence of what's important so i just want to hit you with the essence of this story And then I'm going to play several cuts from this Twitter hearing and explain to you why it matters so much. So here is, if we were standing in front of a jury, and I always think about this back from practicing law, the person who tells the best story wins. Almost every trial. The law matters, but people respond to story. So if you're one of the 12 jurors sitting over there, and two people are telling a story, The person who tells the best story is almost always going to win in virtually every case. Uh, And so here is how I would convey to a jury of the American public why what happened with Twitter and with the New York Post is so incredibly important. And what you need to know as essential information without getting lost in all the weeds and all the details and everything else This is the story distilled in its essence. In December of 2019, the FBI seized Hunter Biden's laptop from John Paul McIsaac, a Delaware computer repairman who had been holding that laptop for months, and Hunter Biden had not returned to claim that laptop. 
There was on the laptop that was handed to the FBI in December of 2019 evidence of substantial criminal wrongdoing by Hunter Biden and also his father, Joe Biden. December of 2019, the FBI gets that laptop. During 2020, due to trumped-up allegations, the FBI is able to get a search warrant effectively without Rudy Giuliani knowing it, to monitor all of Rudy Giuliani's transmissions, all of his cloud, basically, of text messages, of emails, all of that. And in that process, which is wild to think about, in that process, they become aware that Rudy Giuliani has got a copy of the Hunter Biden laptop data. Because John Paul McIsaac made his own copy because he didn't trust the FBI that they would do something with it. So after nearly a year of the FBI doing nothing, John Paul McIsaac reaches out to Rudy Giuliani and says, hey, you need to see all the stuff on this Hunter Biden laptop. The FBI is aware of that communication. They're aware that Rudy Giuliani has possession, eventually, of the the things on the laptop. And they are aware that Rudy Giuliani is talking to the New York Post and other media outlets, trying to get those outlets to write a story about the Hunter Biden laptop. As a result, they're aware when the New York Post is about to publish... And they are out there talking to Twitter and Facebook and all the big tech companies, letting them know that this story is coming and that it may well be Russian disinformation. What's important here is someone at the FBI, maybe it's Christopher Ray, maybe it's someone below Christopher Ray's rank, someone at the FBI knew that this laptop was 100% authentic because they had had it since December of 2019, knew that Rudy Giuliani had copies of it, knew that there were stories coming about this laptop and its authenticity, and decided that they wanted to help Joe Biden get elected by providing cover to argue that it was Russian disinformation, even though they knew that it was real. Someone at the FBI, and this is the essence, someone at the FBI made the decision to cover up the authenticity of this laptop, even though they knew it was real, and to help ensure that Joe Biden was elected president as a result. That's it. Where we can talk about Twitter, and we can talk about Facebook, and there's no doubt that they were rigged. But if you put yourself in the perspective of a random guy or girl who works at Twitter or Facebook, if the FBI is briefing you, telling you that Russians are trying to rig the election, you're probably going to believe it. You're just a 27 or 28-year-old employee who is being directly briefed by the FBI. Imagine that the FBI comes to your place of business when you're in your 20s and tells you that a crime's about to occur 
most of us would say, oh, oh, you know what? The FBI knows what they're talking about. That's exactly what they did. But somebody at the FBI ordered the code red. Somebody in our nation's top law enforcement federal organization rigged the election. They're in Joe Biden's pocket. Who? Who made that choice? And how do we still not know over two years later? Again, the simple facts. They had the laptop, the FBI did, for almost a year before the New York Post story came out. They knew it was real. Yet they decided to brief all these big tech companies and tell them that Russian misinformation was going to be coming surrounding the laptop. Someone at the FBI knew this was real and ordered the code red. That's what we need to uncover. That's the person who is most criminally culpable. That's the person who should be in prison right now. And this is important. Now, look, I want to play a couple of cuts for you here. Uh, Clay Higgins, a Republican congressman from Louisiana, he tells Twitter executives to prepare to be arrested for criminal interference in the 2020 election. I appreciate that. I think Twitter certainly behaved uh, in a manner, many employees at Twitter did, that there should be consequences. But what I'm telling you is these Twitter employees are further down the food chain. What we need to know is who at the FBI ordered the code red. But listen to cut three here. Bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 elections. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Okay, I hope that there are criminal prosecutions in this case, but the Twitter people are stooges. They're patsies. They're not particularly intelligent tech executives who were in favor of Democrats and were particularly susceptible to believe that the Russians were trying to elect Donald Trump in 2020. But the FBI played them. These Twitter stooges are just the puppets. They're just dancing. Who's the puppet master? Who inside of our government? being paid by your tax dollars. Who at the FBI ordered the code red? How do we still not know? There are people at the FBI who were high enough up. Maybe there's multiple people. Maybe there's seven or eight. Maybe there's only one who allowed this to occur, who planned it, who plotted it, who intentionally attempted to influence the election in favor of Joe Biden and succeeded in doing so. We have the evidence that it happened at Twitter. We have the evidence that it happened at Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. That's important. But going after these guys is like going after the low-level foot soldiers. 
the person or people who pulled the threads, the puppet masters, the people who ordered the code red. So much as we know, they're still inside the FBI. They got away with it. They rigged the 2020 election. They intentionally spread falsehoods that they knew were falsehoods. And we still don't know who they are. So as much as I love what the Republicans are doing in having this hearing in the House, many of them and many of their staffs listen to this show. What we need to know is who made this happen. That is the person who remains a threat to our government. And frankly, if you want to talk about democracy dying in darkness, that is the person who is the biggest threat or people to our democracy. They rigged the 2020 election based on known lies in favor of Joe Biden. And you think they're going to impart equal justice now? And you think they're going to be fair and impartial as we get ready for the 2024 election? Don't get lost in going after stooges when there is a puppet master in our government pulling the strings who put Joe Biden in office. Who is it? Who are these people? How did that happen? That's the question that has to be asked. We know it happened. We have all the evidence from inside of big tech, and I love having all of these Twitter employees grilled and held accountable for their clear biases, but these are little people. These are the guys that were dancing at the behest of the puppet master. Who inside of our government made this happen? That's the question that everybody should be asking. And that's the question that I want us to uncover that, frankly, we must uncover. Uh, all right, we're going to come back. I'll open up the phone lines, 800-282-2882. Uh, going to continue to take your calls. We've got a lot to discuss, potentially at the bottom of the hour. Eric Schmidt, senator from Missouri, I'll ask him the same question I just asked you guys. And, again, so many people out there listening to this show right now work on Capitol Hill. A lot of you are doing the lion's work here. But we have to figure out who ordered the code red. That's the question now. We know it was ordered. We know it happened. Don't go after the puppet. We need the puppet master, not the puppets. Uh, Mike Lindell and his MyPillow products have made sleeping a whole lot more comfortable. That was before the debut of the MyPillow 2.0. You're about to level up your sleep with a brand new pillow. We have these in the Travis household. They arrived right before I left to come out to Phoenix. MyPillow 2.0, same adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, made it such a hit. Now includes temperature-regulating technology. You can say goodbye to tossing, turning, flipping your pillow over during the night. Say hello to my pillow 2.0 right now you can buy one get one free for a limited time with our names as the promo code clay and buck 100 made in the usa my pillow 2.0 comes with a 10-year warranty 60-day money-back guarantee level up your sleep with the my pillow 2.0 go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square to get this buy one get one free offer on the my pillow 2.0 enter the promo code clay and buck you can also call 800-792-3269 to get your MyPillow 2.0. Now, MyPillow 2.0. Do it today. Truth after truth. You can handle the truth. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us, trying to figure out who the puppet master is. It's also important to recognize that a lot of people inside of Twitter are just not very smart, and they're trying to apply rules that are very difficult to apply in terms of moderation. Uh, And there were definitely uh, some fireworks here of Twitter being called out over its moderation policies. Again, I think this is less significant than who the puppet master is inside of the uh, FBI trying to rig the election successfully, I might add. That's the question that should be and is the most essential to be answered. Who knew the laptop was real and yet allowed the FBI to be conducting a lot of these briefings claiming that the laptop was not real? Uh, But they also, of course, as we well know, censored people who ended up being 100% right about a large majority of the stories that are out there surrounding COVID, which is also important, again, less important, because now Elon Musk owns the company and the protocols are starting to change, and those are important things. But we still need to know Puppet Master. But I do wanted to play uh, Nancy Mace from South Carolina went off on Twitter execs over a blacklist of COVID policy critics. Where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry. I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing... You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. 
It's not just about the laptop. This is about medical advice that expert doctors were trying to give Americans because social media companies like Twitter were silencing their voices. It's important. It's downstream, right, from the big question, which is who at the FBI ordered the rig job that led to Joe Biden being put in office? Because theoretically, those people are people are still person or people, larger group, we don't know, are still in positions of power and may well try to rig things for Joe Biden again. And certainly we know the FBI is not holding Hunter Biden accountable, despite the fact that they've now had his laptop. We're entering into, what, the fourth year of the FBI being in possession of the Hunter Biden laptop? It ain't that complicated of an investigation. They've had it since December of 19. We're now into February of 23. Um, I also uh, want to uh, play for you. Uh, here is Lauren Boebert going off about Twitter banning her. Listen. You suppressed my account for this tweet. It's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke. But in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. And now we see here that Twitter staff said the visibility filter on my account excluded me from top searches, prevented notifications for non-followers, and much more. This is considered an aggressive visibility filter. You silenced me from communicating with the American people over a freaking joke. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? I love it. I love the fiery nature. I love Twitter being held accountable. But again, this is all downstream. Who ordered the code red? That's the question Republicans should be asking. That's the one that matters the most as we continue to go forward. There's a whole generation growing up there that, out there that knows little to nothing about 9-11. Only two states mandate kindergarten to 12th grade learning. Think about that. Just two states. That's why Tunnel of the Towers 9-11 Institute's giving educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for grades K-12. to Full curriculum units built around first-person accounts, scripted social studies lessons, activities, backgrounds for teachers, plus nonfiction Discovering Heroes series of books with their accompanying curriculum units. Also, a speaker's bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. Lastly, a mobile exhibit, which is a high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that turns into an 1,100-square-foot interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. You can learn more about all of these at T2T.org. To never forget, we must educate future generations. Join Buck and myself, $11 a month, T2T.org. T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are having fabulous Thursdays, wherever you are across this great country. We've got the newest senator from Missouri, Eric Schmidt, with us, who I believe just came from a classified briefing about the Chinese spy balloon. I presume you can't tell us a lot about that. Uh, but, uh, Senator Schmidt, do you think this was a one-time incursion across the length of our country do you think the government should change its policy as it pertains to these chinese spy balloons not asking you to tell us what you were briefed on but just the larger context here yeah i think you know there's a there's a few things to take from this one is this is an incredibly brazen uh move by uh, the Chinese here to actually have uh, a spy balloon and it sounds I mean it sounds ridiculous to even say a Chinese spy balloon right 
uh, traversing over the continental United States, including places like nuclear silo, missile silos, and in Missouri, Whiteman Air Force Base, which is the home of the B-2 stealth bomber, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency in the St. Louis area. I mean, they, they were, this wasn't just a drift, right? They knew exactly what they were doing. Uh, I think they were also, in addition to the intelligence that they were gathering as this took place, they were also gathering really important intelligence on Joe Biden and how he reacts to these kinds of situations. And that is very concerning to me because there's just no way this should happen. This thing should have been shot down, you know, over the Aleutian Islands uh, well before there was any concern about shooting it down, you know, near a, a populated area, which I obviously is a big concern. So there's just a number of failures here, Clay, that it just is incredibly troubling. My hope here is that the, I think this is how the American people feel about this. There is a renewed um, uh, desire, I hope, to really view China for what it is, which is our chief adversary. We are in a competition with them. Um, they're they're being very aggressive. This was just the most recent attempt of those sort of aggressive moves. And this is coming on the heels of a president that withdrew from Afghanistan, looked weak on the world stage. You know, servicemen died, tens of billions of dollars worth of equipment left behind, and refuses to do anything to secure our southern border. And now we have, obviously, an incursion into U.S. airspace. So these are these are serious issues, right? And uh, they're coming to light, but we we better come together on this and have a renewed focus on China. So do you think China is setting it up to invade Taiwan? And if so, would they be more in, uh, encouraged to invade Taiwan based on the fact that we just let them fly a spy balloon across the entire country and really didn't do anything? In other words, our response, I think it's fair to say, was quite weak. Uh, it's, I mean, it's hard to believe uh, that they're somehow um, – uh, you know, more concerned about our response after this than they were before. I mean, I just don't think anybody with a, with a half a brain would believe that they're somehow more intimidated by how the United States reacts to these kinds of situations. I think they have a they have a, a number of ways that they'd like to get Taiwan back under their control. One is to try to affect some of the elections that are coming up. But uh, obviously, this is a concern. I mean, they believe it's part of. China and um, and Taiwan is an independent state. So this is, I mean, all setting up um, for you know this to be a, a big focus for the United States and for the world. And so uh, I just think it's very concerning. It's hard. To, I think it's hard to overstate how bold this was, right? To have a spy balloon floating over critical military installations in the continental United States, the lower 48. It's pretty, it's pretty shocking. And Joe Biden, you know, failed every single one of the tests that were presented him here. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, and, and I think as, as you rightly said, I mean, we said it on the radio. As soon as this became clear that it was in our territory, I don't understand how the immediate response wasn't to shoot it down, particularly because many of the states it was flying over had ample space where there was no, you know, massive population center that was potentially going to be threatened or even a population center hardly at all, certainly in Alaska, as you mentioned. Um, when you hear some of these stories, it appears the Biden administration was kind of hoping nobody would notice this uh, spy balloon, right? Uh, and only because it became uh, visible to the naked eye in Montana did this story even start to go into uh, into circulation. There's now also a report out there from, I believe, the London Times uh, that the Biden administration might have been involved in sabotaging one of the pipelines Nord, uh, over in uh, Europe. Are you concerned, and I know that happened, the, the explosion in the European pipeline happened before you got into the Senate, but are you concerned about the transparency that is being provided to politicians, both Democrats and Republicans, right now by the Biden administration? 
Yes, it, it, it uh, on on every issue that you just mentioned there, Clay. This is a big concern, and this comes to you know the constitutional duty uh, for oversight by the Article One branch, the legislature, right? The Congress is supposed to have oversight. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, the bipartisan. A select committee on intelligence. Republicans and Democrats were stonewalled um, by folks in that committee about what you know, sort of what they're discovering uh, it, through these uh, uh, top secret documents that are being uncovered in every residence that Joe Biden's ever had for the last 50 years. Right? That's not how this is supposed to work. And I do think it speaks to a larger issue that you and I have talked about before, Clay. We have to be laser-like focused. I would hope this doesn't isn't just a partisan issue. It shouldn't be. But for me, it's a focus as I enter the Senate here, and I'm going to be like a bulldog on this. We we have to fundamentally dismantle the administrative state. It is antithetical to who we are as a country, self-government, where you could send people there, send them home, send them back. It's all based on the idea that you that somebody's accountable. We have reached the point now where so many of these bureaucrats who are unelected and unaccountable to anybody make these decisions and don't feel like they have to answer for them. And this really hurts the American people. It's how you get to 87,000 IRS agents. It's how you get to a place where some unelected guy from the EPA is telling you got to shut down your farm. It's how you end up with ESG, which is going to do the same thing. It's going to cut off domestic energy supply. All these folks have been emboldened, and you can't vote for them. And we've got to get to a place where Congress is voting on this stuff, uh, you know, because none of this stuff would actually ever happen. If they want to propose a new rule, pull back 10, whatever the number is, we've got to have structural reform here because that is the underlying issue for all of this. We're talking to Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt. You've been very instrumental in being involved in the big tech collusion and the rig job that's been going on associated with censorship and allowing a true marketplace of ideas to exist. I know, I'm sure you paid attention some to the House hearing on Twitter and the New York Post story and everything else, and certainly you've been involved in lawsuits that have helped to uncover many of these documents. I was just talking to start off the second hour of the program here about as much attention as we should give to Twitter and Facebook. Facebook, by the way, has now allowed Donald Trump to be back on Facebook. They've given him back his account, that report coming down about 15 minutes ago. Shouldn't we be focused most of all on who inside of the FBI was making the decision to brief these big tech companies on the possibility of Hunter Biden laptop uh, Russian misinformation when we know the FBI had the laptop and knew it was real. In other words, it's good to focus on Twitter and Facebook, and there's certainly massive censorship there. But somebody inside of our own government at the FBI would have had the optics on the laptop and also on the fact that all of these uh, you know, briefings were going on for big tech. Somebody knew that the FBI was falsely briefing big tech, arguing that it was Russian disinformation, when the laptop was 100% real. Shouldn't we know who that was or what group of people that was, considering they are actually the puppet masters here? Absolutely. And, you know, in the lawsuit, when I was attorney general, we filed the Missouri versus Biden lawsuit last May. And we took the deposition of Anthony Fauci. And we and uh, in addition to him having the court reporter put a mask on when she sneezed, I'm not making that up. That actually happened. Um, and, you know, two and a half years later, that happened. But in addition to that, uh, it became very clear whatever Fauci said, big tech censored. But we also, Clay, took the deposition of Elvis Chan, who is yes. right in the middle of all of this. And he was the FBI agent in Northern California briefing these big tech platforms, some of the biggest companies in the history of the world with that immense power that they have, knowing that they had the laptop in December of or late 2019. Do we know that, that? I guess that's my question. Do we know that he was aware of all yeah. of the details on that on that laptop? 
Yeah, well, I don't know about you know exact details, but certainly the FBI had the laptop, right? And yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could have been his boss, Eric, who was yeah, saying yeah, no, no, listen, like, "This is yes, Clay. We definitely need to go further. I'm not suggesting at all that it's just yeah. this chance. We need that. And by the way, when people you know on the left complain about these sort of hearings, this is exactly what Congress. They can walk and chew gum and and pass meaningful legislation for working families. We should do that also. But also, a very important function is to hold these people accountable because it's more than just one FBI agent. They made a conscious decision to tell people that wasn't you know that they knew wasn't true that this this was accurate there was a hunter biden laptop and then telling people look out for this this is going to be russian disinformation you've got the twitter guy saying they referenced specifically the hunter biden laptop that is the yep. tip of the iceberg they were having weekly censorship meetings uh, they had a special portal so yes we need to get not just at the big tech companies we need to get at the government folks who were involved in this who think it's their job to tell the american people what they can think and what they can hear and what they can say so the ministry of truth you know this effort we got to unravel all of it because that's the kind of reform I think the American people expect if they believe in the First Amendment, and I do. Surely. Uh, there's a puppet master somewhere in the FBI who knew that laptop was real and may wear, well have been telling these FBI agents you still need to be going and having all these big tech brief- briefings. How was that decision made? Who made it? That, to me, is the essence of the question that I, that I think we need to know the answer to the most. Uh, much less serious. I am out in Phoenix. You now represent Missouri. <laughs> I am betting on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to win this Super Bowl, which I imagine would make you happy. What do you expect to see? And given the fact that you probably want to be reelected in Missouri, how much are the Chiefs going to beat the Eagles by? Uh, I'm going to say by a touchdown. Um, Yeah. I just think the offense is too potent. I mean, Mahomes is so creative. Uh, he can beat you a bunch of different ways. Now, obviously, Phil Oaks has got a quarterback that can do the same thing, but Mahomes is seasoned. This is not his first rodeo. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons, and I think that defense steps up, and uh, the Philadelphia defense is good, but I think this is the Chiefs here. They've just proven they've been very consistent with their offensive production. I don't see any real reason why that's going to slow down in the Super Bowl. So uh, you're a smart man. I've always believed that you're a smart man, and so that's a good bet. <laughs> Hey, if I get Mahomes plus the points, I'm taking him every time. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Chiefs fans are lucky to have him, and I think they're lucky to have you as uh, one of their senators from Missouri. Congratulations on the election. Appreciate you making the time for us. Anytime, my friend. Take care. It's Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt. He's doing fantastic work for people from the Show Me State, and I hope Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, if you're an Eagles fan, you're not going to like this, will show them uh, that he is the boss come Sunday because I've got money on Mahomes and the Chiefs. want to tell you about this. Um, look, not everybody out there, doesn't matter who you are, nobody's immune from the threat of online identity theft, silent crime, one that oftentimes goes unnoticed. Most of the time what happens is cyber hacker breaks into a company's database, makes off with some or all of the customer's data, valuable stuff, names, addresses, social security numbers, they hit the jackpot, and you just got to be careful. You don't know when your information circulating on the dark web. If you've got LifeLock's identity theft protection, you've got a head start on all this. LifeLock senators will monitor, systems will monitor billions of online transactions looking for evidence of wrongdoing. When they spot it, they're in touch with you. If they discover you've been a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with the promo code CLAY. Again, head to LifeLock.com. Use that promo code CLAY for 25% off. LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY. 
Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Good conversation there with Eric Schmidt, uh, governor, governor, senator from Missouri, surrounding the big tech collusion and more, just coming out of a classified briefing on the Chinese spy balloon. Reports out there that the Chinese spy balloons were used, spoiler alert, because they're far more effective than satellites. And I would presume that they are likely to continue going forward. We've got a lot of people who want to weigh in on the first couple of hours of the program. Reminder, my good buddy Buck Sexton is on his honeymoon. Um, he'll be out for the rest of this week and all of next week as he celebrates that. Congratulations to both he and Carrie. Uh, let's take some of these calls. Uh, Gary in northern Arizona. What you got for me, Gary? Uh, yes, sir. Good afternoon, uh, uh, lifer uh, in the military, retired. Um, back when 9-11 happened, uh, there was a, a new surge of patriotism like we'd never seen in years prior to that. Uh, even a lot of the theme parks were given a free admission to uh, active duty and retired vets. Uh, right now, with uh, what I've seen uh, happening with Disneyland, uh, if they gave me a family package, I'd, I'd tear it up, 
set it on fire, sent it back to them, whatever. I wouldn't. I mean, Disney used to be wholesome. You knew if they came out with something that it was for the whole family. And now they're just the opposite. They're this part of this woke movement, which is just filth in the United States and throughout the country, uh, the rest of the world. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than that. Uh, Thank you for the call. Today? Thank you for the call. Thank you for the service. And I think increasingly there's a lot of people out there that would agree with you, which is why I would say if you're fed up with what Disney is doing, cancel your Disney Plus subscriptions. You don't have to do it for a long time. You know, six months, they start to get the message. You can come back. I think one of the challenges of the business of streaming in general, though, is that a lot of people are realizing, hey, I can pay $11 a month, watch everything that I want for six months, and then cancel and so they're realizing that they're not the annuity that they had hoped they were. People don't sign up for years at a time like they have historically for cable and satellite services. Tony in Orlando, Florida, where Disney World itself is located. What's up, Tony? Hello there. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, great to be on the show. I wanted to tell you, um, you guys are consistently great on a daily basis and, uh, I wanted to give uh, props to uh, Buck on his upcoming nuptials and uh, wish him well. Um, it just happened on Saturday, and he is on his honeymoon right now. So I appreciate the feedback, and uh, and certainly we're trying to endeavor to live up as best we can to the legacy Rush put in place here for this show every single day. So we appreciate hearing that you're enjoying it. Well, thank you. I'm a daily listener, but I, I was uh, trying to listen. I, I can't listen all three hours all the time because I, you know, got to no work doubt. whatnot. But yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I ended up um, thinking about this, though, and it's it's really strange. I, I was thinking why Biden wouldn't have a, an expert uh, hazmat spacesuit wearing, you know, because this is the future already. We're, you know, we're in and there's lots of stuff going on, you know, it, Space Force and everything. Why wouldn't he have a, a super grappling hook take this big balloon into space out of the atmosphere? Because there could be some kind of toxins put in there and mist through the world, and it's like uh, ricin or anthrax or whatever. It's like, what's going on here, man? Yeah, no, I appreciate. I appreciate the call. Look, that was one of the things that that we said on the show about the Chinese spy balloon the minute this story went public, when they said, oh, we're afraid of shooting it down over uh, you know, occupied territory, potentially having somebody be injured on the ground. So that just didn't add up because there's huge parts of the United States that have absolutely uh, no substantial population, right? So the odds of, for instance, if you shot this thing down over Alaska, uh, particularly right when it's entered into our airspace, there are lots of places all over Alaska where this Chinese spy balloon would have landed and done almost no uh, problems. Same thing, by the way, if there was something toxic or dangerous about what was inside of that balloon. You want to do it, knock it down where there's nobody around, and it just didn't add up. Even the decision to shoot this down in the Atlantic Ocean right after it left the coast of South Carolina still doesn't add up because if there was actual danger associated with shooting it down, it wouldn't have been much safer to do it over water than it would have been over Alaska in the first place. So I think this is an example, unfortunately, of Joe Biden not being able to handle situations without precedent because his mental faculties are not strong enough. Speaking of mental faculties not being strong enough, John Fetterman, the newest senator from Pennsylvania, he's in the hospital right now already. We'll tell you about it next. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.